push the button. There we go. Oh, I pressed, got it. Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guest today is Audrey Dunham. She has been on the show before, but she has something to announce. She just launched a brand new line of vegan and gluten-free cookies. They're free of the top 11 allergens and they're so easy to make. I baked up my some myself. I'm gonna show you in a second and please welcome her to the show. It's nice to see you again. How are you? Likewise, Chef, so wonderful being here. Thank you so much for having me again. Of course, so tell us about the new line because you kind of had a line before. So now do you have two lines or? Yes, okay, so it's a little bit of a crazy story, but eight years ago, I launched a baking mix line, um, a Peanuts Bake Shop. Now, they didn't have peanut flour. They were actually named for a character that is in my husband's comedy show. My husband, Jeff Dunham, is a comedian and ventriloquist, and one of his characters that has been around for 30 plus years is named Peanut. And eight years ago, I thought, hey, let's, let's expand the Jeff Dunham brand, bring him to the grocery store, and that's why I created Peanuts Bake Shop cookie mixes. Um, so there was a little bit of a cult following over the years and really pe people just love them and, and, and couldn't get enough of them. And the one complaint though was the shipping and the shipping costs and whatnot. And people really wanted to be able to find them in grocery stores. So a couple years ago, I started working with a branding team, thought, okay, let's, let's really hone this, get it ready for retail. What do you suggest? What should we do? And they said, well, we have one big problem. You have an allergen-free baking mix line with the name Peanut in the title. Oh, God. It, that does make sense. Because even though your husband is very well-known and he's the funniest ventriloquist in the world, his show is amazing. I could imagine the few people that don't know him would hear the word Peanut and not realize it's allergen-free. Oh, for sure. I mean, can you imagine if you had a peanut allergy, you wouldn't even want that written on your package or even give it a second look, even though there are zero nuts in the mix. So I was pretty heartbroken, and, but realized they were right. And we got to work thinking of a new brand. And that's how we came up with Autumn Sons Baking Company. And this baking mix line is named for my twin boys. They're now eight years old, Jack and James, and they were born in October, making them our Autumn Sons. And on each and every package, there's four flavors. You'll see little drawings of them, a little redhead and a little brunette, because that's how they are in real life. And they're doing some other little funny activity on the front of the package um, for each flavor. And you'll even see them on the back. They're tearing the cookie in half right here. And they just think it's the greatest. They, they really just love the fact that they get to be on the package of the cookie mix. And they can't wait until they make it to store shelves. <laughs> so. For now, we actually were on, we're on Amazon and uh, we are, we launched first, I can't get these to stand up, launched first in Canada, actually, at the end of November and launched in the US last week. So here we are, we're starting out on Amazon to begin with, and we're going to go from there. Well, congratulations. I can't imagine easy getting a product into stores. So what stores can we look forward to seeing it in? Oh. You know what, that's to be determined. I will let you know as soon as I do. I, of course, I have high hopes for Whole Foods. So we are getting the application going for Whole Foods and uh, we already are well on our way with that process in Canada. 
And uh, you'll be the first to know, Chef, as soon as they hit retail. <laughs> yeah, because what I can do is I can amend the show notes to say where people can buy it. So oh, yeah. you said there, okay, so we have the bag right here. And I'm going to show you the the the, uh, the batch that I made. Top 11 allergen free. So what are the top 11 allergies that your cookie mixes are free of? Well, of course, there's the obvious ones like shellfish. So there's no shellfish. <laughs> but of course, we also have our dairy, eggs, nuts, gluten, soy, uh, lupin, sesame, uh, let's see, let's see, celery, I'm trying to think of what the other ones are. Those, and, and they're non-GMO, I should say. They're non-GMO certified and certified kosher. And so I just wanted to make them as accessible to as many people as possible. And also the goal with these cookie mixes was to create something that you'd be proud to share with family and friends without any apologies. No need to say, sorry, they're gluten-free or sorry, they're vegan, <laughs> because really you can't tell and there's no sacrifice being made here at all. Now, did you say lupin free? What does that mean, lupin free? It's interesting because when you Google top 11 allergens, it's a different list in Canada than it is in the US, but lupin is a type of bean and they're they're finding that it's it's making the top list of foods that people are allergic to. And it's interesting because there aren't any other beans that are quite high on the list. I mean, chickpeas aren't as high I know that is an allergen for some people, and we do have chickpea flour in these mixes, as well as oat flour. Uh, those are the top two flours that I use. Um, but lupin, interestingly enough, has made the list now, and I think that people are becoming more and more aware of, of their sensitivities, and um, just, you know, crops are changing, things are changing, and so now, for whatever reason, lupin is on that list, so... That is right. I never, I never heard a call that lupin. So I'm going to show you, I, right before the show, I baked a batch. It took, it was very easy to make. And there were oh, not, my, I know it said it made eight, but it made nine And my husband already ate one and he said it was delicious. And so they have them right here. Very easy. Oh. To make. I was tempted to put raisins in, but I didn't know if I could. I wanted to ask you first. Definitely. Raisins go really nicely in these cookies, but since they are technically cinnamon oatmeal cookies, they do best with raisins rather than chocolate, unless you're okay with the combination of cinnamon and chocolate. So if you were to do any sort of add-in, I would definitely pick raisins first. Nice. What are your flavors? How many different flavors do they come in? So we have four. We have the oatmeal cinnamon that I've already spoken about, and we have our double chocolate, which is really for that chocolate lover out there. And I have a great recipe on autumnsunsbaking.com um, to replace the oil with a nut butter. So if that's something you're interested in, you can find that on autumnsunsbaking.com. Uh, let's see, we also have the very first flavor that I created for Peanuts Bake Shop, um, chocolate chunk. And we also have this brand new flavor, which is sugar cookie. And this one is, I mean, literally just released it at the end of November for the very first time. I've yet to find an oil substitute that I'm really happy with. So uh, to be determined on that one, but applesauce works really nicely in the chocolate chunk. Um, that recipe can be found on AudreyDenham.com and will soon be on AutumnSunsBaking.com as well. Well, I found on the website, I because it, first of all, it only called for one tablespoon of oil anyway uh, for this, but you said I could use banana and I did. I always have a ripe banana and it was, I mean, it literally took two seconds to make and then nice. seven minutes to cook. So right. shall I demonstrate how easy it is? Absolutely. All right, well, you start with just a half of a large, very ripe banana. And, and of course, for those who don't have a lot of experience baking with banana, 
um, you want to make sure that it has the brown spots and that's how you know it's very ripe. So I have a half going in. And if you really love the flavor of banana, you can use a whole, but it, it, it can be a bit much. So I, I think the half is a little bit better. You know what, Audrey, I did use the whole one, not because I love banana, but because I didn't know what I was going to do with the other half. So oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you have an extra banana-y batch of cookies with you then. <laughs> but do you ever freeze them? chef and use them oh, always I, I always have frozen bananas in my house you betcha yeah there you go and that's what we usually do with the other half um or my husband really loves putting sliced banana on his oatmeal in the morning so sometimes we'll save it for him and you basically just want to create a puree but really pureed so really mash it well with a large fork And then from there, we just add our mix. Another goal with these mixes was truly to make them as simple as possible. I'm blown away these days by how many cookie mixes call for basically everything except for the flour and the sugar and the baking soda. Like they literally have you add so many ingredients and I feel like that's a little disappointing. So I like to make it super easy. So if you have a friend coming over or family or you need cookies for school or a meeting, you can literally grab a bag of these and make them really quickly and easily. No need to prep or buy any extra ingredients except for the, the two that are called for on the package. So in this case, it's banana and water, that's it. I know, how easy is that? Yeah, that was the goal. So tablespoon of water. And then from here, you're gonna give it a good stir just to see how it comes together. Since actually I'm gonna to switch to a spoon at this point. Here, so yeah, Patricia good. said, what about pumpkin for an oil substitute? It may not work in the sugar cookie because of the color, but pumpkin is a very good oil substitute. Thank you. And so is tofu by the way, but then yeah, she's got the allergen free thing. So yeah. That's true, that's true. I mean, there's, there's so many really fun uh, substitutes out there to play with. The pumpkin, I'm really intrigued by. I need to try that for sure. I actually have a recipe on AudreyDunham.com where you add pumpkin. Um, that one does have a little bit of oil in it, but now I'm intrigued to see if I can leave it out and see if it still works. I will let you know. Nice. <laughs> so you're aiming with all of these mixes, no matter what recipe you're following or which flavor you're making you want a really dry dough you don't want it to be super sticky like the cookie dough that you grew up with or a lot of other cookie doughs it needs to be really dry otherwise they will spread like crazy but you want to give this a good stir and mash it with the back of the spoon just to see how we're doing and i really do feel that we might need an extra teaspoon of water. And that's what I do call for in the recipe if, if it's needed. But at this point, it's looking pretty dry. So that's how you can tell. But a little bit of water goes a long way. So we're only adding one teaspoon. And we'll see what happens. So are the flavors of Peanuts Bake Shop and Autumn Suns the same? Are they the same product? It's just different names because of the, the confusion that people might have with peanut? That's exactly right. So they're the exact same mix at this point. But the brand that will continue to expand and grow will be Autumn Suns. Uh, Peanuts Bake Shop will hold on to it as long as people want it. So the fans really seem to love it and they sell like crazy at Jeff's live shows. They're always featured at the merchandise stands or at least whenever they're in stock. Sometimes we sell out. And uh, so we will hold on to that 
brand as long as people still want it. <laughs> nice. Okay, so now it has come together. All the flour has been absorbed and you can see it's kind of created a little bit of a ball. Like I said, you want as little moisture as possible. And let's see, set this aside for now. Now this will get a little sticky. So what I like to do is use a tablespoon to measure out our cookie dough. And that just keeps our fingers a little cleaner. They're probably still gonna get sticky anyway, but it's basically a rounded tablespoons worth of dough. And we're gonna create Actually, in this case, I typically try and make 12, but like you did, sometimes I'll do eight or nine, just kind of depends on how big I want my cookies. And we'll just create 12 equal size balls. Oh, this one isn't nearly as sticky as the one I've just made earlier, which is nice, but we'll see how it goes. Which are your kids' favorite flavors? Well, what's interesting is they have chosen their favorites and they have stuck to them all of these years. So <laughs> Jack, my redhead, he loves the original chocolate chunk flavor. And Jeff and my other son, James, they love the double chocolate chunk. But what's interesting is that I actually tend to steer towards the chocolate flavors myself. But then when I try the oatmeal and the, the sugar cookies, I'm, you know, I'm torn because they're, they're all really, really special to me. And they, they all are so different and they all have their place. I truly feel yeah. on your personal taste. And it's interesting. I'll talk to a lot of people who just don't like chocolate. They don't care for it. And oatmeal is their favorite hands down. So yeah. did you always love to bake or is this just because you had kids and kids love cookies? I've always loved to bake. My mom was a baker. Um, she was very busy. She was a working mom. And so our recipes were always very simple and quick, uh, which I think how is how most people prefer it, really. And so we were following the directions on the back of packages and just making like the Nestle Toll House or whatnot. Um, but after a while, as I grew older, I felt like it was my job to make sure that cookie jar never <laughs> was empty. So it felt like every Saturday I was in the kitchen baking cookies, either by myself, with my mom, with a friend, um, and, and it was just became one of my very favorite activities. And, um, and then as I got older, started to learn more about nutrition, earned a, um, a plant-based nutrition certificate through eCornell, and um, just really felt like my new mission in life was to make vegan eating as easy, approachable, and accessible as possible. And in whatever form that needs to be, that's why I'm put on this earth. <laughs> and, uh, when did you first become vegan or plant-based? It was, you know, I actually kind of dabbled in it in my early 20s, which was 20 years ago. And then started doing fitness competitions in my late 20s and kind of got talked out of being vegan, vegetarian, simply because as everybody felt like you needed to eat animal protein back in those days and, and thought the only other way to do it was to eat tons of tofu. And I tried that for a while and got really sick of tofu. And so switched over to just eating chicken and turkey for a while. Um, but then by the summer of 2017, the more research I did, the more um, 
you know, the more documentaries came out and just, of course, wanting to provide the very best food for my family, my kids as possible. I just knew it was time to go vegan and never turn back. And that's exactly what I did. And it was that summer that I earned the certificate of plant-based nutrition. So, but I have the fitness background. And honestly, after that point, it was easier than ever to keep my weight down. Um, the muscle that I was worried that I would lose, it was ridiculous because suddenly I have definition in my arm that I hadn't seen in a while. And, and really when I was eating animal protein, it was really hard to keep my weight down unless I was on a very strict competition diet. And it just became a lot easier when I switched over. So truly one of the best decisions I've ever made. And of course, now it's my life. And, um, and it's, uh, it's been great. It's been so much fun. I have a blog, AudreyDenham.com, where I share recipes. I've written two holiday themed vegan cookbooks. And, and then I have these cookie mixes. So nice. Are, are cookies your favorite thing to bake? Because I know you have a bunch of cookbooks. Do you also do pies and cakes and other things? Oh, oh sure. Cookies are by, mar by far my favorite. Uh, but I have a sweet tooth and I love them all. <laughs> well, well, Tina, who's watching live said, would, just like you consider alternative flowers, would you ever consider making at least one with an alternative sugar, like a date sugar or whole dates? Oh, definitely. And, and honestly, if I could, I would call for dates in a recipe, but since I'm trying to keep the call for uh, ingredients down to the very minimum. Um, it, uh, it, it is an, an easily accessible ingredient for most people, but date sugar, definitely. I will certainly consider that as long as it works in the recipe and the price. Um, that, that's the trickiest part, honestly, is the price. And so for now, I have um, a vegan cane sugar that we use in the mixes. Um, and but I'm constantly on the lookout. I'm never settling. I'm always looking for better options, whatever that looks like. Nice. Did you have a vegan pregnancy? A vegetarian. Yeah. And then towards the end, I kind of, I, you know, I wish if I had another baby, I would be vegan 100% without a doubt. Um, back then, I didn't quite know as much as I do now and um and gave into some cravings and uh yeah <laughs> i'm not proud of 